Welcome to the TPS 5 for the week of April 23rd, 2021. TPS 5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Our lead story this week comes from the New York Times who reports on how Microsoft is making a $16 billion entry into the healthcare AI space. This month, Microsoft announced that it would buy Nuance Communications, a provider of artificial and speech recognition software, for about $16 billion as it pushes to expand its healthcare technology services. Through this acquisition, Microsoft is hoping to bolster its medtech offerings in this rapidly expanding market. Nuance has an established set of customers as well as a wide array of speech and text data related to healthcare, which is often a vital part of building new systems. This is not a new acquisition. Microsoft and Nuance have been working together since 2019. But this move signals that Microsoft has bigger ambitions for Nuance's technology. Microsoft even announced that this acquisition would double the size of the healthcare market where it competed to almost $500 billion and represents the largest takeover since Microsoft acquired LinkedIn in 2015 for $26.2 billion. When Microsoft buys a company, its executives typically believe they can do more with the technology than the company it is buying can. That nuance has proved itself in healthcare with its technical and complex vocabulary means Microsoft could introduce other types of business offerings with this acquisition. Nuance is primarily used in the United States, so selling to a global powerhouse like Microsoft will let the company much more quickly sell internationally. We saw the opportunity to superscale how we change an industry, Mark Benjamin, Nuance's chief executive, said in an interview. And while Microsoft's profitable business means it has money to spend on such acquisitions, other opportunities have not always panned out. Last year, a blockbuster bid to buy TikTok turned into a political soap opera and fell apart. Microsoft has also looked into buying Discord, a live chat community largely used by gamers, though the status of those talks are unclear. Nuance is considered a pioneer company in speech recognition. It led the market in the 1990s and 2000s and provided part of the underlying technology used in Siri. Licensing technology to Apple and other companies was a key part of its business growth. Li Deng, who helped lead speech recognition research at Microsoft for nearly two decades, said in an email interview that he urged his bosses to acquire Nuance in 1999, but Microsoft balked, feeling that the price was way too high. Speech recognition, however, underwent a significant change in the 2010s when a team of researchers at Microsoft Research Lab outside of Seattle built a new kind of speech recognition system using a method called deep learning. This method, which is far more effective than earlier technologies, rapidly spread across the industry, with companies like Microsoft, Google, and IBM rising to the fore. This is the technology that now allows Siri the Google Assistant, and other digital assistants to recognize spoken words with near-human-level accuracy. Companies like Microsoft and Google also sell this technology to other companies through what are called cloud computing services. After this market shift, Nuance revamped its own business, offering speech recognition and other technologies for specific markets, most notably in healthcare. 
And during a conference call with investors, Mr. Benjamin, the Nuance's chief executive who will remain in the role after the acquisition, said that his company's healthcare business had grown 37% over the past year, and he anticipated additional growth. Microsoft said Nuance technology was used by more than 55% of physicians and 75% of radiologists in the United States, and in 77% of hospitals in the country. The deal gives Microsoft access to half a million doctors and some of the largest hospitals around the world, said Dan Ives, Managing Director of Equity Research at Wedbush Securities. You can read more about this article in our show notes. And now, other stories from this week. MobiHealth News shares how Fitbit looks to close diversity gaps in research with a new health equity research initiative. This new initiative from Fitbit is aiming to put research tools into the hands of traditionally underrepresented early career researchers to empower investigations into health disparities. Announced this week, the Health Equity Research Initiative will award up to half a million dollars in Fitbit products and services to researchers looking specifically at health inequities in underserved populations. Jane Saracen Khan published a post on her Health Populi blog entitled, Virtual Health Tech Enables the Continuum of Health from Hospital to Home. In the COVID-19 pandemic, as people's lives shifted closer and closer to home, and for some weeks and months home all the time, healthcare too moved beyond brick and mortar hospitals and doctor's offices. As she states, home is evolving as an impactful site for healthcare. We are learning from the pandemic. In fact, hospital to home programs were already being implemented in 2019 by innovative health systems, and the public health crisis accelerated pilots into real-time healthcare programs with increasingly sustainable business models, namely value-based payment. Healthcare IT News shares how Google is having another go at patient health record software. The software titan is recruiting users to weigh in on how they want to interact with their own medical data. As the Google spokesperson says, Google is running a user feedback program to test features that give users the ability to collect health information from their provider patient portals, organize, search, and share it with the people they trust in a private and secure manner. And lastly, be sure to check out the latest Healthcare Insight for Marketers podcast, where Julie Rose of Common Spirit Health shares social media tips, trends, and tools. Julie guides the system's 140-plus hospitals on building community and driving engagement on Facebook and Instagram. Learn what tools she uses to plan and publish content and why the magic on social media happens well after you post. You can find links to all of these stories in our show notes. And that's it for this week's TPS 5. If you like the latest in healthcare news in an email delivered weekly to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to the TPS report, which you can sign up for on the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. Stay safe, be positive, and have a great week.